I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. If, like, I think if we captured this recording for, I don't know, the past two years, it's the same every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And Tyler uh, reads the Magna Carta. Yeah. <laughs> every time. <laughs> we always have to cut the first 13 minutes. <laughs> if you listen close to your listener, uh, keen <laughs> listeners will hear that we often put Tyler's most explicative words at the very end, especially during my uh, signatures. Oh, God. Good. I'm glad. Mine's just, yes, we have no bananas. <laughs> it's in the public domain. I ain't letting go of it. <laughs> no one from Gracie Films has contacted us yet, so I'm going to keep using it. Well, I'm Billie Eilish. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> I'm a bad <laughs> guy? Yeah. It's just the two, the full song, I'm a bad guy. Yeah. By Billie Eilish. Entire White Album. Yeah. Oh, by Bruno Mars, Jump in the Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> what does that sound like? Jump in the Cadillac. That's all. That's it. I believe that's, song, that's what I like. You heard the song. That's what I like. And have you seen the TikTok that, of the kid that says Alexa play? <sighs> now I'm explaining the joke. Just introduce the episode. Okay, right. let's go. All <laughs> right. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 225 of Radish. This is the mm-hmm. podcast where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff every week. I am your host this week, Sean. Uh oh! Forgot to give myself a superlative. Uh-oh. The whole the month magnificent of November. silver, Mister Winter. <laughs> magnificent, yeah. I wrote that down. <laughs> this is a nickname to use at some point during the show, <laughs> and I've already used it, so I can get rid of my notepad. I'm Will. I take the notes. Mm. Oh, and I'm I'm Tyler. And one, two, three. Christmas, Christmas time, time is here. It's the thirtieth. Is here. Happiness. Maybe. Oh, I thought we were going for the next one. Sorry, guys. I th- I thought that we could pull it off, but maybe next time. I'll, I'll do it on Christmas time. But if this episode okay. comes out on the thirtieth, that's not Christmas time. That no, is hold on, hold on, hold on. No, hold on. Yeah, I got it's the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, once, that is that's once the buffer. San- once Santa hits the plaza in front of the Macy's store during the Thanksgiving Day Parade, that's the Christmas season beginning. No, that's that's, that's a teaser. That's the teaser. It's not the teaser. He's here. He he's ready. Comes down the street. He goes into a room for a couple of days and gets <laughs> you know his affairs in order. And then on December first, he kicks the door down and says, "Now let's get this." And I think it's Thanksgiving. I, I think it's you know it's, it's around eleven forty-five on Thanksgiving. That's when Christmas season starts. I already watched Muppets Christmas Carol. You can't take that away from me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't try to. But you you can watch it any time. They don't say the word Christmas in that movie. Oh, not, <laughs> don't. It's like the monster mash. Is that true? They never talk about. Yeah, Tyler. Don't look they it ne- up. They never it's say true. Christmas. <laughs> they never say the word Christmas. Christmas Carol. <laughs> you can watch it in June. It's, it's, <laughs> message is still as effective. <laughs> Kermit's whole song is that it's only more one more sleep until Wednesday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Shit. Mandela effect over here. Wherever you find one, it feels like Thursday. Yeah, it's just about days of the week. <laughs> the ghost of Wednesday passed. um psa the apparent i think what the 4k like remaster or hd remaster of uh muppets christmas carol is apparently coming to disney plus in the next coming weeks where like (laughs) they've added a song (laughs) that's like been lost in the the current edit um so i'll be watching it again it's the greatest it's the greatest movie 
I'll go ahead and say it. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. I don't know why. You haven't watched it? It's the Muppet (laughs) movie. Besides maybe Treasure Island, I've seen the least. Mm. Will, it's like the second best Muppet movie. I don't know. I watched Manhattan twice this week. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Manhattan's fun. It was on TCM. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Truly a classic. Muppet's Christmas Carol is like top tier Muppet movie. Like, like for post Henson, it it's absolutely whips. I like from space. Okay, too. Muppets from space is fine, too. But Muppet Christmas Carol is just it's got something special. It really it like it captures the heart of the Muppets for space has a lot of uh, uh, Pepe and Rizzo time, which is really, yeah. really what I like. They're t- t- Christmas Carol. Yeah, but you didn't have Pepe then. That's true. Pepe <laughs> was not yet introduced. It's also why I eat Long John Silver's twice a week. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a, not a grudge against, I've got a sort of somewhat grudge against Pepe because he, he kind of took over Steve Whitmire's spot when he left. And now it's like Gonzo and Pepe instead of Gonzo and Rizzo. And Gonzo and Rizzo were a perfect pair. Muppets Wizard of Oz was also good. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. I don't believe in any of the new Muppets with the fake, the false prophet Kermit. <laughs> false prophet Kermit, and also Dave Gells really fell off with his Gonzo. Gotta say that Muppets uh, Haunted Mansion. It's fun. It's got a lot of stuff for the good, the fans. But Gonzo doesn't sound good anymore. Oh, yeah. And Kermit sounds like just a guy on Twitter. <laughs> <to him>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure the guy who's voicing Kermit right now didn't see. Like someone high up at Jim Henson Studios, like hit someone with a car. And that's why. <laughs> that's why he's Kermit. He's like, I can do Kermit, and they're like, All right, I guess that's Kermit now. Kermit's not? just it's, a guy uh, from Twitter. Kermit's like, oh, so some new neighbors moved in, and I just saw him ordering pizza. No, because that sounds like Kermit, Tyler. Um, you are it, overqualified. It's, for the false. <laughs> it's Matt Vogel now. Who? Uh, yeah, it's just false Kermit. Not quite getting it. He's no Henson. He's no Whitmire. Um, I did look up the Muppets Wizard of Oz because I forgot about it. Came out in 2005. Uh, the description on IMDb is this version of the Wizard of Oz played by the Muppets. Which, <laughs> what more that's, could you ask? That's what Son is. of a bitch. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. <laughs> Any more Muppets. In any case, this week, Capers we're going to be talking too, about... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't Papers. get started on the Muppets. Jesus Christ. Um, I've been talking this, for at least eight minutes. Yeah. This week we're talking about uh, uh, making snacks at football games. We're going over uh, movies such as Glass Onion, the Weird Al biopic. You can put a comma in there. Either Glass way you want. Weird Al biopic? <laughs> <laughs> However way you want to listen to We got to very that. different things in that movie. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to be talking about a, uh, a little fun British series, but we'll get into that later. And for no. our big final segment of the episode i had this thought recently um and i'll get into it later but i think there are a handful of artists out there who are doing real well uh all thanks to the fact that weird al has not come on to uh ruin their uh careers so we're gonna be talking about the that list of artists who uh are hanging on by a thread lest weird al come back and uh (laughs) we're just gonna be listing off folks that uh you know the untouchables the people who are hanging by a thread and others. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, radish two twenty five. Would you mind singing, saying hang, hanging by a thread one more time just to get the hat trick hanging <laughs> by a thread. Did I say there it we twice? go? He's it. I'm hanging by a thread on this one. Let me- That's four. <laughs> I'm lucky. <laughs> this is Sean's 13th reason why. Mm. 
<laughs> AI <laughs> thread. <laughs> Tyler, you're doing the news. Yeah, what oh, happened yeah. this week, Tyler? <laughs> so not not a lot happened, which is why this is news. So um, <laughs> the Bayou Classic. It's a game that's played every single year. Uh, it's two HBCU teams. It's Southern University against Grambling State University. They meet every year in New Orleans, um, and it's always a fun time. Well, while this game was happening, the camera pans into the crowd to see what looks like an absolute king finishing up rolling a Swisher Sweet, or at least a big-ass blunt. And he's taken a lighter to it, which some people know was one of the final stages of making sure everything's in its right place. Uh, so, of course, Twitter saw that and uh, thought it was the most hilarious thing, which honestly it is. But... It only got funnier when the man came forward and revealed what he was actually doing, which was warming up a rib by taking a lighter to it. And that is the coolest thing that I have ever seen. I will 100% be sneaking ribs into every like game, concert, movie theater going forward and warming it with a lighter before eating it. It's a single rib. <laughs> Not a great snack. <laughs> and he's got a butane light. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> just rotating in his hand. So good. And if you see the first clip of it just like barely glancing over the guy, it's unmistakable. You're like, that man is finishing up rolling a joint or a blunt right now. Like, it doesn't look like anything else, but it's so funny. That uh, that it was a rib, and not the only funny video to come out of a college football game this weekend. Uh, did you guys see the video of the uh, guy on, on the LSU Tigers? I think it was he was on the Tigers, where he was he was a defensive lineman. He got so upset that as he was walking down the sideline, he bashed his head against his helmet three times, and you can see the entire line of players <laughs> on the bench shrivel in fear, just of like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> As this hunk of a man is bashing his, giving himself CTE. Like, it's not even the other, other players at this point. Uh, so funny. Uh, I'll have to look that up. So Did know, you see? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up. He's going to be running for Senate in his home state. <laughs> <laughs> and win. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a lineman <laughs> in the huddle for Tennessee <laughs> threw up. <laughs> and oh, yeah. He throws up. And then he looks at the other team and goes, what? <laughs> I saw that. Like, he uses an intimidation tactic. He doesn't react. Just goes, ugh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, not. What are you going to do about it? College football has been on fire recently. <laughs> it honestly has. If y'all can find that video, I want to see it. I'm looking it up right now. The guy throwing up or the guy hitting the helmet? Honestly, both. <laughs> I got you. I got, I, got, I got a video of a guy throwing up always on 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 hand just in case I need to induce vomiting. <laughs> Damn, you really do have that on hand. <laughs> that was quick, Will. I don't mess around when it comes to the people. <laughs> we'll we'll tweet all these as well. Oh yes. <laughs> so so you have something to look at. <laughs> oh yeah, I did see. Yeah, you just like right through the helmet. <laughs> boy oh boy. Great aim. Oh yeah, and it's like as intimidation. He does it in the huddle. And it's just like he stares at the other players. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible that that is like some true like medieval like 
uh, to uh, war. Attila the Hun shit right there. Just like gonna vomit in front of my enemy. <laughs> Show my head black beers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's a full it. chapter in, in uh, the art of war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vomiting. <laughs> Make sure you uh, spill your cookies. What was it? Toss your cookies. Toss your cookies in front of your enemy. If we can go back so for a spill second, your cookies. Was he like? Don't forget a lighter so I can heat up this rib. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. Was this like, he's like, oh man, this rib is cold. Oh, I have a lighter on me. Great. I'll MacGyver this. Or was he like, hey, you know, you know, a, a life hack, <laughs> carry a single rib and a lighter with you to the football game. That was not his first time. And I don't think that was his only rib. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking doinks out here in big bayou. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the rib is good. I, I could go for some ribs right now. It's a single it rib. Like, honestly, it tastes like alcohol. Like- <laughs> there's no way you can cook. You can. There's a reason you don't heat things up over sterno. It's like well, I, I'm. That's a chemical I fire. That is not reheating it. I don't think he was cooking a full rib. You're still you're still waving a chemical fire over your food. <laughs> please please please. He's smoking it. Let's be honest. Let's be real. No, it's truly let's- smoking. <laughs> Butane is what's being ignited, and the smoke coming up from the lighter is what's smoking it. All right, I'm watching the Pittsburgh player. Yep. It's a oh, Pittsburgh player, player, not a LSU player. Same colors. <laughs> Same colors, though. Yeah, I totally see the, the, the whole, oh, Jesus. The whole <laughs> <laughs> Recoils in terror. <laughs> Yeesh. Offensive uh, lineman, man. Sanest person not- in Pittsburgh. Yes, sanest person in Pittsburgh, but I would also not want to be caught in a grocery store parking lot in the middle of the night, just like him. Yeah, I don't want to do that with anyone. <laughs> what am I doing in a grocery store parking lot in the middle of the night? Smoking something some in the Allegheny River that really hardens your head like that. It's got to be. <laughs> Steelhead. Godspeed, you pit. You'll never amount to the SEC. Uh, all right. Oof. Yeah. Coming out here. Talking college football. Uh, I've got a real quick uh, good stuff. Uh, following up from what I talked about from like weeks ago. Turns out if you watch enough British panel shows on YouTube, they're going to keep recommending you more. Um, this is not really a British panel show. In fact, that was a bad segue because I just discovered this through like TikTok audio. Um, <laughs> My brother in Christ, you made the segue. <laughs> you um, both ends of the bridge. <laughs> you know, it's just YouTube thinks that we're a bunch of Anglophiles now, so that it's just like, oh, you want to watch Taskmaster QI, uh, seven to nine cats or whatever the hell it's called, or this show, which is uh, it's called Kunk on Earth, which is That's a what? Yeah, it's called Kunk on Earth. Um, it features the character Philomena Kunk, uh, who's played by Diane Morgan. Um, the character originated. I don't know if y'all ever saw them like back on like Reddit. In the no. past, where like it was like Charlie, <laughs> it's Charlie Brooker. He's you know a comedy writer. He created Black Mirror. He used to do these like I think he still does. He does these like end of the year shows called Brooker's Wipe, where he just like talks about the it year. Also, in doesn't full. sound real. It's Britain, man. It it's hard British. to explain. Yeah, what's going on uh, over there? <laughs> truly. Um, but he does these like end of the year shows where he just kind of wraps up the year and like makes jokes and like all that kind of thing. And he had these segments featuring the journalist named Philomena Kunk, uh, who is extremely just kind of thick and would just kind of interview people and is just very deadpan, very dry. Um, and sort of like think 
like an Ali G kind of thing, but instead it's more, I feel like instead of like Ali G being like, um, inspired by hip hop, Philomena is more inspired by just like British journalists, just kind of like very hidey tidy, um, or hoity toity. And, uh, but very full of themselves, <laughs> not really saying much at all. Um, I do recognize her, the actress. Yeah. Um, but Kunk on Earth is her most recent like series on BBC where she has like it's all on YouTube. You can watch these like half hour episodes where she just goes through like world history and the jokes are fucking hysterical. She'll just like misname folks. She'll just kind of like you've probably seen the TikTok audio where it's like which had a bigger impact the Renaissance or Beyonce single ladies. And it's like she had they talked about religion and <laughs> she had a line about like. It's ironic that Jesus Christ was named as he was because, or it's ironic that Jesus Christ was a carpenter, seeing as like his name is the first two words you say when you hit your hand with a hammer. Nah. Um, but obviously, so her, British. Her, exactly. Her delivery is much better than mine. Um, but they're delightful little half hour shows. If you feel like just throwing like a, a silly comedy on for a short amount of time, you can search Kunk on Earth, C U N K. Um, it's she's just very funny the jokes are fantastic they're really like biting there are interview segments where she talks to experts and asks them really dumb questions like i said like similar to sasha baron cohen where you can't quite tell whether the experts are in on it or not you you know like to think that they're not um but it's it's entertaining it's real uh it gave us a lot of laughs this past weekend so yeah what's it called smack parm pay wet it's called smack parm pee wet (laughs) (laughs) what is it with british People and being like, all right, this is a character he plays, and we're going to make 11 shows of it. (laughs) It's like Alan Partridge was like a character on a show, and then he had like four or five. They they didn't, instead of just making more seasons or sorry, series of that show, they just (laughs) made more and more spinoffs of the same character. And I thought this is is similar. What England really commits to Mr. Bean, I guess, is similar. (laughs) (laughs) They just, they love a character. they love a character. They love comedians. Like their their panel shows are just like stocked with like some of the best like British comedians I can think of, and they're just like consistently on. Like we started watching QI, which I'll get into later. That's a whole other beast, which is really fun. But it's like I don't think any of this could last in America. Um, but, they love a yeah. character and they hate another country having mineral wealth. Those are the two <laughs> things about England. UK network characters welcome in it. <laughs> they just less. There's there's another joke where they're they're uh Philomena's like she's talking about the French Revolution and she's talking about like King Louis the Sixteenth and his two wives, Marie Antoinette. And it's just like it's a line that they just let slip and you just sit and you're like, oh, that's so good. Of just like it's real stupid. It's it's okay. It's like a click hole article in a character. Mm-hmm. Like all of her comedy is just like click hole material. Um, beautiful. It's great shit. It's great. It's uh, highly recommend. I'll watch it. I don't care. Yeah, just throw it on YouTube. <laughs> just like yeah, you'll, right, now you'll laugh I'm a lot. Watch it. You'll lol. Yeah. Speaking put of put your L- shit on incognito mode first, so people don't know that you're watching British shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'd I'd rather be watching. I don't know. Pornography. Snuff films. <laughs> <laughs> um. Speaking of laughing out loud, I saw probably the best comedy of the year this weekend. I think Sean did, too. I saw Glass Onion, the new Netflix movie by Ryan Johnson, a disgraced Star Wars author. (laughs) Uh, uh, And this movie is the sequel to Knives Out. 
I guess. I don't think you're ever references knives out, so there's no really point in seeing it. It's it's like it's it's a it's a murder mystery, so it's completely yeah, apart from just having Benoit Blanc, it doesn't really Yeah. It, and it's I went in fully ready to watch a second knives out, and it was such a different movie, and in a lot of ways I think I liked it a lot more. Uh and it's probably not gonna be everyone's take. I think some people prefer the 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 first one, but Man, he's got to make one of these just forever. Like, stop. <laughs> I want Ryan Johnson and and Daniel Craig to make one of these weird Columbo murder mysteries <laughs> every couple of years until I die. And then they can stop. But I'm the main character. So <laughs> I, I, I just want a bunch of them. Uh, it's so good. It takes place on a, a Greek island where a bunch of, you know, a, a, eclectic cast has been gathered to a, a murder mystery party at not Elon Musk's island played by uh, uh Shoot, was Ed, Ed Norton mm. plays a character. Uh, a reviewer I saw with all the Elon Musk Twitter stuff going on, it's very funny to imagine him watching this movie this week yeah. um, and getting very upset. Uh, a lot of it is like very relevant and like I don't want to say it's going to be dated, but a lot of the stuff in this movie is about the pandemic and stuff like that. And mm. things that I thought were going to be cringy. If I saw it in a movie, like, I don't want to see a comedy about the pandemic. Like it's going to, yeah. like, that's going to be, that's going to be terrible. Like look at COVID Super Bowl on, on SNL. And, <laughs> uh, all the jokes about it were done so well, <laughs> but I, it, they actually did it well. Uh, fun, fun murder mystery. Uh, kind of, it's, it's a, it's a mystery and there's, there's, I won't get into the, the the exact plot of it, but you know it's going to be a a, a, a mystery on an island, uh, and it's it's very very nice. Uh, and 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 the pacing is brilliant. Uh, the I would say like it probably takes an hour and some change for the real plot of the movie to start, but that first hour is just so delightful. Hanging out with all like the the kooky character Kate Hudson plays like an influencer who has a, a habit of tweeting racial slurs on accident. Uh, <laughs> Uh, John Hill's in this movie. You saw it too. Oh yeah, it's you're fucking, the cast guy. Yeah, I I love the movie. Um, it's got I've got a poster. I picked up a promo poster for it because they were giving away at the theater, and I was like, that was good enough that I'm going to keep memorabilia. Uh, <laughs> it's got Catherine Hahn, uh, Kate Catherine Hudson, Hansen. Dave Bautista, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., and Janelle Monae in probably one of her most fun roles. It's like I loved Knives Out, but Glass Onion just was like an absolute blast from the first minute. Like it's, I, I I could never say anything bad about Ryan Johnson. He has yet to falter in my eyes. I think everything he's made so far is excellent. I think it's brilliant, but he gave race superpowers. He let her use the force. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) With only Uh, months of training. (laughs) (laughs) Last Jedi, the best star Wars movie. I'll stand by it forever. Anyways, glass onion, Best Knives Out movie. Uh, I think, you know, the first Knives Out, 9 out of 10, great movie, super fun. I think, you know, if we could talk, you know, it's, it's a four-year-old movie. I think it gives away the mystery too soon. And I think um, it relies on a couple, like, really convenient devices that are just like, oh, this is fun, but, like, it's a little too convenient. Um, whereas Glass Onion really keeps you going until, I mean, maybe I'm, you can also talk well, but, like, I really didn't know who, what was going on and who that killer would be until like the last act of the movie like i think the mystery was solved at the perfect point i think all the lead up to it was super fun to follow along with um the cast was great i at uh, no point did i know where it was going there was no it's a very it's a it's a mystery film but it is a completely original plot it is not 
a mystery plot line you've seen done before. And that was really refreshing. Um, to Cosine Will's point, like, you know, it, it the jokes in it, like, it, it seems like, oh, this might be dated. Like, oh, it clearly takes place in 2020. And all the jokes about, like, Elon and influencers and Twitch and YouTube seem like they're going to be, like, real dated. They're going to, like, good place themselves in two years. Not at all. I think this, I, I can't elaborate why, but it just does the 2020 conversation to make it, like, about just existing and just being a, a person in the 21st century. It just, it makes it universal. Um, also some of the best cameos I've ever seen in a movie. Oh my God. Mm. Some we can't spoil it. insane. Yeah. But there are at least three or four times in the movie. I was like, he's just, he's just here for like a second. <laughs> so just, just like, like, they just got this guy for, yeah. Some, some, gr- some incredible cameo work for a bit part. Um, yeah, it's, uh, what it's gonna be on Netflix in I think two weeks or so, early December twenty third, twenty third, December twenty third. I think so. Oh, all right. Uh, we'll watch it over and over again. Make it the most watched on Netflix. I, so they keep making them. Netflix. I I swear to God, y'all. Oof. If you mm, if they like let this movie release longer than five days over Thanksgiving weekend, they could have recouped their entire budget within two weeks. I I guarantee it. If they have, well, they're gonna recoup it on streaming costs too. That's true. Traffic. But I. Ooh, I just, I I hope they at least consider releasing a director's commentary cut because I would love to hear that because Ryan's commentaries are always so much fun. Um, it's also gorgeous. It's not. It looks really it's good. Such a pretty like Steve. Like he works with like his usual suspects like uh, Steve Yedlin on cinematography, his cousin Nathan Johnson on the score, um, Noah Segan's in it, who was also in Knives Out as a different character, but he's in this one and he's great. Apparently, oh. Will, do you know who Joseph Gordon-Levitt played in this movie? I do. One of the the best cameos I just heard about today. Not a not a cameo. He he voices a sound effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of those just, like like the, like George Clooney doing the cat on South Park. Ah, uh, yeah. It it's just one of the most delightful, most fun movies. I think it's the most fun movie I've seen all year. Damn, Tyler, you're gonna yeah. love it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna trade recommendations with y'all because. I also saw one of the funniest movies that I've seen this year um, over this past weekend. Uh, but this movie recommendation is for all the silly billies out there, uh, for the knuckleheads <laughs> that love to lay on their belly and kick their <laughs> and, and giggle throughout a movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for folks who just love cracking up, this movie is for you. <laughs> this is, it's weird, the Al Yankovic story that's on the Roku channel app, uh, but it's completely free. You do have to watch ads, but it's fine. Gives you a second to go pop some popcorn, go take a pee, you know, do what you need to do. I think commercials are fine for this. Uh, the movie is produced by Funny or Die, directed by Eric Apple. Sean, do you know who Eric Apple is? I have no idea. Did I'm he Apple's do the, brother. the... We found one. Did he do the, the fake spot that they made with Aaron Paul years ago? He might have. I don't know. Uh, all I know is that he, <laughs> he, he worked on Silicon Valley, uh, and he did the whole Son of Zorn series, if you guys are familiar with Son of Zorn. Um, canceled way too soon. What is that? Uh, you've never heard of <laughs> Son of Zorn? It was, oh, it was, it was I, like a yeah. box comedy that was just not good. Um, anyways, this movie is a very silly, semi-autobiographical movie about Weird Al, but truly it's a parody on movies about musical artists. Um, it centers around his rise to stardom, but also exact moments that he comes up with, um, you know, the lyrics to My Bologna, to Eat It, to Like a Surgeon, all of the classics. It shows just all the scenarios that he was in when he came up with it. Uh, here's the kicker. 
Weird Al is played by Daniel Radcliffe, which I think we it was like news on like we talked about it on Radish because we thought that was so hilarious. Mm. But here's the thing. Daniel Radcliffe was so fucking good. Like he honestly makes the film. Uh, I thought that this was just going to be like a silly movie to put on in the background while I'm playing Pokemon. But Daniel puts his whole Weird Al Lucy into this. <laughs> like it is so he's so good. <laughs> Does he sound like Weird Al? He, yeah, he does. He does sound like Weird Al, but there's also moments where he, it's just like his serious actor comes through, which makes sense for the scene. And, um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just really good. Um, and then also when he sings, it's actually dubbed Weird Al singing. Daniel doesn't actually do any of the singing, uh, which is funny. Um, he didn't Elvis it. Yeah, he didn't Elvis it. Um, what else? So this movie also stars Rain Wilson as his manager, as well as Evan Rachel Wood as as Madonna, which we all know Weird Al's torrid romance with Madonna. Uh, that's covered, yeah. um, you know, in great detail in this movie. But don't let the fact that Rain Wilson and Evan Rachel Wood are in this deter you from watching this film, <laughs> because like Glass Onion, there is well, I guess there's not a lot in Glass Onion, but in this film, there is a metric ass ton of cameos. From just the most delightful actors from both from Funny or Die, from, you know, it's all Weird Al's friends. Yeah. It's, um, you know, uh, you know, the gang from Comedy Bang Bang. It's just. Emo Phillips. It's, it's, it's maybe. Uh, so there's this one scene where I was, it's a whole segment where I was just like laughing for 15 minutes. Uh, where Weird Al is at a pool party and he's meeting all of his heroes. And then also a lot of artists that are coming up around him. And it's just like a cavalcade of the most hilarious impersonations of people like Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> Tiny Tim. Like it just goes on and on and on. People just coming in and like introducing themselves and like doing a hilarious bit. Just the funniest. Like honestly, I was giggling and kicking my feet. Like I wasn't joking at the beginning. <laughs> it's uh, it, real it was, silly uh, billy hours. Yeah, real silly <laughs> billy hours. Honestly, I felt like goofing off for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> you play ball so, in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did after this, but my mom made sure I went to bed pretty soon after the film <laughs> ended. Um, it's it's good. It's it's hilarious. Like I said, it's free. Go watch it on the Roku Channel app. It's better than any reasonable. Like it, I don't know. Watch it for yourself, Sean. I I'll, Sean will. I mean, you guys grew up on on Weird Al. I think yeah. you especially would absolutely love this film. Yeah, I, I, I think heard. I saw Weird Al's behind the music special more than any other behind the music special. And I know this isn't going to be based on that at all. Oh, no, everything's absolutely true. I mean, it covers all of the songs. It covers the fact that he recorded his first song in a, in a gas station bathroom, which is actually true. Oh. Uh, his run in with the cartel, his toward love affair with Madonna, everything. Very good. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to watch this. I, I just have to figure out a way to get the Roku channel app. But once I do, it's all over. <laughs> I saw on Twitter he said that they took some liberties because he and Pablo Escobar are still friends in real life, which I don't really <laughs> know. I don't know if I support that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's a whole uh, taking liberties like that when clearly they're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's that's the one part that was slightly exaggerated. I'm yeah, just delighted as a as a lifelong. I could say it by this point as a lifelong Weird Al fan, I I've, I've got to see it. It seems like a blast. And uh, well, I guess that brings us to um, final segment tonight. This I think this just came up. This idea came upon me spontaneously last week of just like. Honestly, Megan Trainer's gotten too far. She's I think <laughs> it's. Uh, 
she makes music for people who are uh you know are too afraid to listen to lizzo and i think it's <laughs> just listen to lizzo's it's so much better so much more entertaining and i we think we have lizzo at home <laughs> exactly and i, I think uh, if, if i can interject for a second just yeah. my thing about megan trainer is I was watching last the last season of Top Chef and they introduced a new show called like Top Chef Junior or some shit and they aired one of the episodes right after Top Chef. So I was like, oh, you know what? I ain't got nothing going on. Let me watch Top Chef Junior, see what's going on in Junior World. And Megan Trainer was the host of the show, which was fine. She's bubbly. She's got a bubbly personality. Yeah. And then they cut to like some behind the scenes banter between her and the judges. And she was on. She was like, honestly. I don't really eat anything other than mac and cheese. So I don't run, like tomatoes. Like I'm not really like trying any of this. I'm thinking to myself, how the hell did she get this job? <laughs> She's got, how, how are you going to hire someone that doesn't like to eat for a top chef? <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I don't want to like in this, I don't want to be mean to Megan. Like I do beyond like her artistic work. She, you know, she's not going like maybe a bubbly fun person. I'm sure, you know, she's married to Daryl Sabera from spy kids. They seem fine. Junie. You know, live your life. Be happy. <laughs> um, but I just think if weird Al hadn't stopped making parodies, if he hadn't stopped releasing albums eight years ago, Megan trainer would have been done for. Can you imagine an all about that bass parody or what's the song she's got? Uh, I, I made got you look cheese on. Yeah. Classic. And she'd be done for it. And this is just inspired a whole list. I have a, a, just a scribbled piece of paper here <laughs> of just artists that I think in the past eight years, I've gotten too high and mighty because weird. Al's just like taking a back seat. He released mandatory fun in 2014. That was his last studio album required by his uh, record contract. Um, he's, it had songs like, uh, uh, what tacky, which was a, a parody of, uh, Iggy Azalea's fancy. It had foil, which was a parody of Lord's Royals, uh, it uh. Had inactive, which was a parody of, uh, imagine dragons radioactive It had a fun, like polka. It had a couple like good pet, like a, a Foo Fighters pastiche, uh, cat Stevens pastiche, a Pixies pastiche. It was, you know, pretty good run of the mill, uh, weird Al album. I wasn't wildly into it. I think the last one I really got into is Poodle Hat, but that was a decade ago. Um, but it's like, okay, he's doing his thing. Al's doing his thing. It's great. Still, you know, a, an absolute legend. But I think in the past eight years, there have been some artists to come up that are really, that are, ooh, they, they are, they're, they're popular. But if Weird Al just came out with one food uh, laziness, <laughs> some ridiculous parody, they'd be done for. In the same way that the Crash Test Dummies... We haven't heard from them since. The same way Chameleon Air, White Nerdy came out. Chameleon Air got wiped off the map. Yeah, Coolio uh, died. Yeah, Coolio <laughs> died. He, he actually really did ruin Taylor Hicks' career from American Idol. I don't do know I if Creep You, guys... you Out? <laughs> yeah, he did the song Do I Creep You Out, which was a cover of, I don't know, some Taylor Hicks do song. Do I Make You Proud was the Taylor do Hicks Do I Make song. You Proud. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I didn't know I was talking which to Taylor Hicks, Hicks fan here. Which Taylor Hicks gave approval for because... Did he? Yeah. Did he, he give approval for the music video for this song? Because <laughs> the music video of this song, he impersonates like to a T Taylor Hicks, and it's like maniacal. Like he does, he eviscerates Taylor Hicks, paints him as a creeper, as a guy who's like in his basement mapping out like how he's gonna stalk <laughs> this woman. Then it shows him getting beat to shit by cops, and at the end of the music video, it implies there's a drop the soap situation with Taylor Hicks, <laughs> and we've never heard from him again. It's <laughs> weird. Well, here's the truly. thing. 
How many other? I don't think Taylor Hicks that that long a license. I don't think he had. I think he had a pretty like short, uh, you know, uh, expiration date. We'll never in his know. Career anyway. American Idol winners do not have long careers. Ruben Studdard was shot dead in Miami. <laughs> it's- <laughs> like it's Kelly Clarkson and the rest just. David Archuleta, Justin Guarini, Bacon. <laughs> in any case, here's my list. And I invite y'all to think of more artists, but I've got I've got a list of. About two or three different groups of artists of like, okay, these ones hanging by a thread. Another group, these are insurmountable artists. <laughs> these ones on their 12th reason why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got artists that have been polka before, which don't really count. Like, if you've been polka you might get, you know, parodied later on. But once you're polka you're like, all right, you've been weird out. Uh, and we've got Canonized. a list of like... What exactly? You've got a his list of one hit wonders that I think would have done real well for Al, but basically, he's just said like there are too many like micro niche genres and it makes it harder to parody, which I understand. Like the, the stuff that's like popular now, like I don't want Weird Al out there doing like trap music or anything like that because it, it would just be awkward. <laughs> but it, like Uptown Funk came out and that's prime Al territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh like Bruno Mars, I don't think his career would have been ended by Weird Al, but it would have it would have been take like, it down a few pegs. Exactly, we, all, we would have been like Bruno Mars needed it. Like he's a, a a silly short man, Bruno Mars, and I feel like we could have you know made fun of more of that. And apart from you know just being Bruno Mars, uh, hmm. there's that one Ellie Golding song from 2015 from the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack, "Love Me Like You Do." Oh. That's so easy to do. I don't. Uh, oh, it's. I mean. I can't think of any. I mean, I'm not weird Al. I can't think of any like parodies. Uh, there's Sia, who boy, oh. she's. I wrote done Sia. Yeah, like <laughs> Chandelier. Uh, uh, I forgot the other ones, but she's got so many tracks that are like <laughs> the entire movie music. Music you can make fun of. Like Sia is just open, like free game there. Um, you get uh, Chainsmokers. They. I know we make fun of the chain smokers plenty. Weird Al could take them down once and for all. They did a song with Coldplay. Here's another thing. Coldplay, their career would have been done after Viva La Vida. If Weird Al was <laughs> so long. They they would have been stopped. They would not have uh, uh, parod- They would not have sung with the chain smokers at BTS if Weird Al were around. I'll say uh, we would have lost Milo Zalado, which is a crucial album in the Coldplay canon. But after that, <laughs> I'm fine. That was before. Oh no, Milo's a little. Okay, that was after. that was 2012. God, okay. So that just made it under. Okay. <laughs> uh, Glass Animals, if we're thinking more recent, I think Heat Waves is an awful song. I think it gives way to a lot of great parody ideas. Um, Meat if I If I spent more time with these songs as I did in the sixth and seventh grade when I would just listen to like pop music and killers out like tracks and think of stupid parodies in my mind and sing them to myself, I, I could have done <laughs> this, but I'm not going to get into that further. Um, Drake would have been done easy. It's Drake is, is a, you know, it's Drake. Drake's doing it to himself at this point. Exactly. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. But when I do it, I can't tweet from the Reddish account anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, MGK goes without saying. Maroon 5, they should have had two albums. After that, Weird Al could have taken them down easy. They're so easy to make. He did not deserve that career on The Voice. No, it's yeah. Uh, recently, Olivia Rodrigo. I don't think it would have ruined her career, but uh, a Weird Al parody of Driver's License or uh, Good, Good for, for You. you. Good for, yeah, I think it's honestly it could still be imminent. 
Uh, Coldplay. I still, yeah, I said Coldplay. Coldplay oh, again. <laughs> and uh, Shallow from A Star Is Born. Oh, um, of course. I that think that the, the closer on the album that would have been <laughs> perfect. Um, and also, recent addition, uh, Panic at the Disco's High Hopes. I think Weird Al oh. could have fucking slayed Mayor Pete. Um, he did to Taylor Hicks to uh, Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah. Pete Buttigieg and Brandon Yuri. Now we have a list here. I have a small list here of just insurmountable artists who are either like very self aware or just like too high up that Weird Al couldn't really have an effect on their career. So this is artists like Taylor Swift, uh, Lord, Little Nas X. Like Little Nas X, his uh, stuff is I extremely think- it, like. He would he would reach I, out I for collab like, before before we exactly Lil Nas yeah. X and Post Malone I feel like would like collab with Weird Al, um, Young Gravy, yeah a Young, young Gravy I don't know Weird any Al young collab songs Young Gravy's oh, fantastic, yeah I, I, Young I, I Gravy know. was on a bangers and mashups yeah way back when the shot I remember that uh, I remember that Young Gravity That's I right. do remember that but I I just like Young Gravy is like still kind of underground for me so it's, I like I don't. It, it's meme songs. He's good. Yeah. Um, Billie Eilish. I think she's extremely talented. Her production's great. I think, you know, Weird Al oh, could likely I do. Think... He could do Bad Guy. He could do a yeah. lot of tracks. Yeah. But I think she's fine. Um, Adele. It's. You can, you can do Adele, but like it's it's not. You're not really going to reach the audience. Like it's. Do it in Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you also got The Weeknd. I think he would be real cool about it. Uh, Harry Styles also just like yeah he's cool. Uh, Doja Cat I think would collab and BTS would be like okay fine. Well they're uh, not together anymore. Yeah they're in the army. They're uh, they're it's taking a, the they're, yeah they're taking I a military <laughs> government advice hiatus. Be making a parody <laughs> um, of the Korean army. I don't like the yeah. geopolitical <laughs> fallout of that. <laughs> then I've got a, a list here of one hit wonders of just artists who made a song in the past eight years that like everyone obsessed over, but we haven't heard from them since. And I'm not talking about fucking Gautier oh. or whoever wants hey, to tweet out. I used to know this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they like this guy dropped one masterpiece and then dipped. Like we know, stop making that tweet. Guns and roses. Not, not to mention somebody that I used to know was already included in the, now that's what I call polka on mandatory fun. And it was fine. Uh-oh. Like Gautier's he's been taken care of. I'm talking about folks like <laughs> Daddy Yankees, Gasolina. Ooh, that, that was could, out when Weird Al was doing stuff. Yeah, I understand, but we never got Gasolina, and I feel like Weird Al could do Gasolina pretty well. Lucas Graham, Seven Years. Do y'all remember that song? Once I was seven years old. It's no. a very catchy song. It sounds like what all pop music sounds like now. It's dumb as hell. Uh, that could easily be done. Oh wait, hold on. Sorry, I have this big and I have these three letters circled in my artists who would be absolutely ruined by weird Al now. And I forgot to talk about them. Those three letters, AJR. Oh my God. What's Here's AJR? the thing. I'll blow Fourth, up into smithereens. Play my tennis symphony. That song. They oh, are just a most, like empty <laughs> pop. Just like, Oh, they're awful. If here's the thing is that when I was in the fourth and the fifth grade, I had Weird Al. So I was like, oh, yeah, I know pop music, but I also can laugh at it and like enjoy these jokes for the fifth graders. Now they have like Imagine Dragons and they're like, oh, man, Natural Believer. Those are sick songs. I love them. (laughs) It's like, you know, fine. Do your own thing. Start your own growth. However you want. You're eight, nine years old. It's whatever. Weird Al can destroy them. Uh, (laughs) I like that Sean's power scaling Weird Al. (laughs) (laughs) He's. He's a cultural touchstone. Um, Iconopop. They did I Don't Care with Charlie XCX back in the day. That's a great song. That's 
honestly, talking about ca- crashing your car into a bridge, I don't know where where it all could go from there. Um, yeah, there's nothing funnier than that. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, uh, what is it? Oh, Larue. Uh, the bulletproof. Baby. Bulletproof. I think you could do something with that. There's that one song like a G6. I forgot the name of the artist. Oh, Far East Man. Movement. The Far you East Movement. You can't parody that. No. Yes, you could. That's Easily. going too far. Like a cheese. Stick. No, you think you should. Yeah. <laughs> Um, ooh, this one's pretty recent, and I would love to hear. Uh, but the Astronaut in the Ocean by Mass Wolf, which the artist of which I just is. learned today. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Yes, you have. Uh, artist uh, Astronaut in the Ocean is um, hold on. What you know about rolling oh, down? That's, oh, it's Astronaut in the Ocean. It sucks. Um, <laughs> Weird Al, he's he's like trying to get into the niche like genres. Mm-hmm. Astronaut in the Ocean, that's the one to get to. Uh. I do have one here that I think is untouchable. One song that's like one been over parodied too often. And uh, I think, you know, it's expected people have done it. It's not funny. Gognum style. It's, it's not Gognum style. <laughs> Gognum style was actually featured. And now that's what I call polka. Oh, very fun. Wow. I, I hope listeners at home can hear me like tapping this paper with my hand. He's also looking down on us somehow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. call and he's still towering over us. <laughs> <laughs> this song released a couple years ago. It became a cultural touchstone. People were bored by it. People loved it. Uh, it was parodied over and over to the least humorous degree. It is extremely self-aware. I think it's fantastic. I don't listen to it on my own because I don't think I can. Do y'all know what song I'm talking about? No. What does the fox say? It's WAP. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That one's yeah. untouchable. I think Weird Al would be like, no, it's good on its own. I'm going to leave it. Stands on its own. What if he just did the exact same song, what just replaced wet with dry, and that was the parody? <laughs> that was the entire parody. Is <laughs> Weird Al singing WAP, but with the word dry instead. It'd be, Call it DAP. That'd be pretty great. Like, honestly, <laughs> with the insurmountable artists and the untouchable tracks, you kinda, you're kind of you approaching like the Jenna Maroney level of just like, Weird Al is going to come out with a parody, and it's going to be a serious song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, like artists like I didn't list Macklemore, Carly Rae Jepsen, LMFAO, Pharrell. Dig Dap up Macklemore's corpse so we can kill him again. <laughs> they've already been polka. Like Thrift Shop was already polka. Oh, like, Macklemore, he's already making the clown of himself. Um, a lot of, and unfortunately, a lot of popular artists in the past eight years that have come up, blown up, they've died. So it wouldn't be great if Weird Al did them. Uh, you know, shout out Lil Pete, Mac Miller, Juice World, all those guys. Amy Winehouse. You know, Amy Winehouse. I don't say I think any my Amy Winehouse might. No, um, but yeah, that's that's my list. Uh, and I think again, returning back to the the one who started it all, Megan, your days are numbered. No, oh. his his record contracts up, but I think ooh, I think here's hoping he starts recording parodies again on his own dime. But we'll see, we'll see. The Weird Al complex. I think that <laughs> Mumford and Sons has gotten off easy too. Ooh, I forgot about the triumphant white people music. Mumford and Sons, Lumineers, just hit them all in one song. I think that could be a polka. You could do just a lot the, of pastiches about that, yeah. Just the polka of guys with suspenders. Um, yeah. 2017, this album came out after Weird Al has left the, the music world. So it did not get a lot of parody. Uh, Mount Erie put out A Crow Looked at Me. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and I think... Uh, a parody of real death called seal breath would be kind of fun. It could be about going to the San Francisco <laughs> pier and having like a hot dog stolen by a seal. 
uh, on a similar note, the Christmas shoes. I don't know if that's off limits, <laughs> but no. I think I think making fun of a, an obviously fake story <laughs> would, would really be nice. It would the only thing to offset it could it could defeat the Christmas shoe. It could defeat new song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that Weird Al should not even parody. Should just do a word for word cover of Two One Two by Azalea Banks. <laughs> I think that would be so delightful. Uh, also, I think uh, Demi Lovato, especially like during peak Poot era, Demi Lovato, mm. he could have, he could have, she she could have not been around anymore. Um, also, I think he should put a, a second bullet into Taylor Hicks. <laughs> yeah, he should just, just come back. Another come out. Taylor Hicks. <laughs> Double down. Stop it, stop it. He's already dead. He's already dead. Like, I think with, you know, of course, it's his career. It's his life. He can do it with what he makes it. But with how TikTok is right now, he comes out with just like a 30-second parody of ABCDEFU, which, fuck, I can't believe that got nominated for a Grammy. Uh, did it really? It really did. <laughs> uh, by Gail. Uh, he could just come out with like a 45-second parody of just the song that we're all tired of hearing. And I don't just, know it. They'd be done. Yeah, it, I don't want to sing it. I'll look uh, Weird Al comes out and just eviscerates the corn kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is that Weird Al's never been one to like come out. Like this all comes with a caveat. Except Weird Taylor Al's Hicks. never been one to like like Taylor yeah, Hicks. except T- Taylor Hicks, a chameleonaire. But he's never been one to like come out and just be like eviscerate. Like I'm going to end this guy's career. It's like it's just Weird Al. He's having fun. But there are there are so many artists making such mediocre bad music. That could really just be like everyone be like, oh yeah, that song is silly. I much prefer this version about I don't know Lunchables or all about that vase Seal and breath. thinking about the fucking like a museum owner. Like remember uh, complicated the the parody that he did for a uh, uh, poodle hat, the Avril Lavigne yes. parody. Unbelievable shit. Truly great stuff. Like his song structure, his storytelling, unparalleled. Um, yeah. We miss you, Weird Al. I hope we're doing all right. Um, what if his entire album is the Taylor Hicks diss album? <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> reasons I'm glad Taylor Hicks is dead by Weird Al. <laughs> He's not even dead. His hair, would, whack. His foot stance, whack. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to see. I don't think he has. I think he has too much heart to do this, but I would love to see Weird Al release an all Taylor Swift parody album and for Swifties to try to take down Weird Al. That would be the cultural war I would love to see happen in like 2024. He has to call it Red Taylor's version, Al's version, though. <laughs> exactly. Just a, a second set of parentheses around it. You get That's Jake amazing. Gyllenhaal in for uh, all too, the All Too Well parody, and he like brings back Mr. Music or whatever the hell he wants to do. You could bring in Jake Gyllenhaal. You could uh, bring in Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> you could just... Calvin Harris. John Mayer. Uh, Calvin Harris. Taylor, Taylor Hicks. <laughs> Taylor Hicks. Yeah. yeah. yeah he did. <laughs> Taylor's version, but it's Taylor Hicks. <laughs> Ended his career. Redemption track. Yeah. Make up for uh, it now, you freak. <laughs> Uh, he sang Beauty School Dropout on Broadway. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. We saw Taylor Hicks come out of an ice cream cone and never thought of him again. Not even on Broadway. <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> He's just real yeah, little and cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Singing shows are for someone. They're not for us. Mm-mm. Except for weird. The uh, Al Yankovic movie. Did y'all see... During the Thanksgiving Day Parade, there's a Broadway musical based on the song stylings of Neil Diamond now. Yeah. Was it a beautiful noise? <laughs> yes. 
I like Neil Diamond. I wanted to end it during the musical number. <laughs> Here's the thing, is that there's already a great jukebox musical about Neil Diamond, and it's called Saving Silverman. That's true. Turn that into a musical. That would have been spectacular. You get the fun, raunchy comedy that folks love to enjoy, and you get the Neil Diamond music that, like, fits in well with the movie. Or don't turn it into a musical and just watch Saving Silverman, because that's... Just watch Saving <laughs> Silverman. Whenever jukebox... they make, make, make it into a musical, I'm always like, oh, this is not as good. <laughs> this is... No. You know, everyone Mama loves a cover band. I think Mamma Mia could probably is the only one that like. Those are already kind of original tunes. story though. Yeah, it's, well, that's the thing about jukebox musicals is that they're like they're they're typically like original stories or like they try to fit uh, the story. Yep. The the beautiful noise performance, the Macy's Day Parade this year, didn't seem to do anything. It was just a guy poorly dressed as Neil Diamond singing like a, a medley of songs. Yeah. But you know, Broadway well, knows its audience. Neil Diamond songs aren't really showstopper. <laughs> Sweet Caroline is probably going to get some butts out of seats, but yeah, I was surprised to see a lot of New Yorkers singing Sweet Caroline. I thought that was a Boston only song. They don't. It's mostly Boston people Stolen who come Ballard. there to, to, to you know rob the stores while everyone's out on the street. Those are all like <laughs> watching the parade. A beautiful noise featuring only tourists. <laughs> if everybody's out looking at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, that means the line at Duncan is shorter, and that's why the Boston people came. They're just trying to get a direct line to Derek Jeta from the book depository. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I would be, I'm trying to... I think System of a Down can make a good jukebox musical. Mm. This is Tyler's question because I forgot to think of one. What would make a good jukebox musical? Okay. I think mm. Good Kid, Mad City, just in its entirety. <laughs> that, that would be good. But you can't perform it. Like Kendrick Lamar does. It just has to be like a, the hokiest Broadway shit. Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. uh, eyes it. If I Man it, down. I'll got along, probably gonna be down by the end of the song. <laughs> <laughs> the slide whistle. <laughs> uh, hmm. Talking Heads doesn't really count because David Byrne did American Utopia. Mm-hmm. Um. Honestly, I think System of a Down. I think I've been thinking of like a sort of like Cirque du Soleil jukebox musical System of a Down since I was in like the eighth grade. And I feel like they could really work. They're very theatrical vocals. Could be very fun, very energetic. Um, Skrillex. <laughs> Bangarang. <laughs> the Benny Benassi remix. I think that was already Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. I know you two did that. That was that you too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that spiritually it was Skrillex. Who else? Um, the baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> if only you know, just actual theater. Stop Ooh. remaking beloved properties. As I, as someone who does not buy Broadway tickets, I'm fine I'm making beloved property with them making weird Broadway show. I'm never gonna see one. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go see like Oklahoma, maybe because that's like a yeah. good one. Like it's like a you know a Sondheim. Yeah. I'll go see a Sondheim. But I'm not gonna go see. I'm not gonna go see. Oh, a fun the reimagining of the American yeah. idiot. I'm like, <laughs> I forgot no, when no left to their own devices, uh, Broadway writers will just make Dear Evan Hansen and <laughs> it's is... incredibly fucked and detached from reality. So maybe they should kind of keep within the restraints they've you known. They literally have one street they all stick to, and I respect that. It's not like they're out. In your neighborhood. They're on Broadway. It's one neighborhood you know to yeah. avoid if you don't like that on thing. On Broadway. 
That's where the freaks are. That's where Taylor Hicks is. <laughs> I think the Muppets should be on Broadway. No, they should tour the arenas. on Broadway. <laughs> well, folks. Oh, Sujan Stevens might be fun. They did like a call me by her name. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> everyone, that's been episode 225 of Radish. I've been your host, Sean. You can find me on Twitter. Somehow still at that Sean Barry, everywhere else, letterboxed, you name it, Sean and Barry. I've been Will, also known as Magnificent Silver Mr. Winter. I stole this superlative from Sean. Um, <laughs> for those of you uninitiated, that is the attempt at thinking of a One Piece character's name that Sean had earlier, which was not even close. It's tough, man. Um, it's my new favorite <laughs> character. Couldn't even think of it. Will from online. Snowman. What's on, on? on? Iceberg. There it is. On the socials but that's about it uh my name is tyler you can find me online at real elon musk on hive social uh as well as uh at tj or not even shoot i haven't been at tj mink for like five years chill affinity chill affinity god that that was when i was seven um you can find me online at tyler from radish on twitter still because i'm going down with this shit baby i will put my arms up and surrender there's a seal. I had a chili dog and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Bye. 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 I'm sorry, Phil. Shh.